Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and to get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host, Nicole Leno. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Leno. And we're talking about a topic that I think really speaks to pretty much the, the entire audience of this show. Um, we you all know that I refer to myself as a type A hippie. And the type A ran my life for the vast majority of my life. I was I was a go-getter. I I really believed in pushing. I I I had this motto of no one will outwork me. I'll just work harder. I'll work harder. I'll get what I want. I didn't like where I was. I didn't like the the station that I had in life. I wanted more. Okay. How do I get that? I go hard. I run hard and I burned out. <laughs> and it wasn't until I started to incorporate the, the hippie side, which is the energetics, which is the letting go of that. And a lot of that just had to do with unwinding a lot of that type A personality, not to let go of who I am, but to stop giving my power away to all the things I had to do. And there's, there is this common belief, certainly people I work with run into this all the time where they think that if they slow down, then business stops. That means if I slow down, then I will make less money. If I slow down, I will get less done. And my guest today is about to disprove all of that. She's going to show you that you literally can have it all. You can have it all. You can have balance in your life without sacrificing your work product, without sacrificing your time. You can have a thriving, successful business without sacrificing your family and sacrificing your values, that you can have it all. And you can do this with simple processes and shift making some strategic, but simple shifts. So... I'm very excited to introduce her to you. Um, her name is Alejandra Marquez Mendez, and she is just, she's a beautiful human. So I highly recommend we're going to tell you how to stay in touch with her at the end of the episode, but I highly recommend you staying in touch with her because she's, she's just marvelous. She's written a book. She is, she's a former, so I'm going to give you a little bit of her bio and then I'm going to let her introduce herself, but I'm going to give you a little bit of her bio and you're probably going to be like, oh my God, I, this woman obviously knows how to get stuff done. She's a former university criminal law professor a project manager turned founder of Your Plan A. That's her company now. Uh, she is a productivity and balance mentor for entrepreneurs and business owners. And her expertise has been featured in Entrepreneur, Medium, Authority Magazine, Thrive Global, and the list goes on. She's also written a best-selling book, From Burnt Out to Unstoppable, A Guide to Becoming Your Most Productive and Balanced Self. So Alejandra, welcome to the show. Tell everybody, introduce yourself, tell them what I missed in there. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole, for having me here. It's such a pleasure. And I totally agree with everything you just said. I mean, uh, for, for telling a little bit about more about my background and how I just overcome that burnout, as you said, I, I was a criminal law professor, a project manager. Now I empower driven female entrepreneurs, not burning out while wearing all the hats, getting rid of distractions, getting rid of procrastination, have more work-life balance and really create time for things that matter the most to them. So my insights, as you say, has been featured now in over 300 publications. So 
I'm glad that the word's getting spread out there because I truly believe and I have been proving that and my clients are the proof, the living proof of that you can have it all and you can also have this work-life balance you always dream for. So um, I was studying for two degrees at the same time, business management and law, while working on two to three part-time jobs all the time, working on my family restaurants in one of the biggest law firms in Spain, while also learning languages. That's one of my passions. So I, I learned six by now. And I spent a lot of time with my family. That's my biggest motivation, my biggest value, always spending quality time with them. Not only time, but quality time. So this is basically what I love teaching. Like you don't need to dream smaller. You don't need to do less in order for you to have more um, or more time because you can just start prioritizing things. And as you say, implementing systems and doing the things in a way that it serves you, that you feel fulfilled, that you feel energized. Because what normally happens is that we are living on this go-go-go mindset society and just feeling like we need to hustle and we need to rush and we just need to work harder, as you say at the beginning. And that was me. That was absolutely me, that type A goal achiever, perfectionist. And I realized that by reframing some concepts that we've been taught, you can absolutely have it all, feel great about it and still have huge dreams. Like I seriously have huge, huge dreams and I'm working less than ever. Well, I want to I, I want to back up just a little bit because I want to recap that she she speaks six languages. She you you were working on two degrees, two to three part time jobs, still spending time with your family. I want to I want to just bring this down to earth a little bit because for the for the person who's sitting there just being like, well, this girl obviously just like is is uh like some sort of superhuman. Um, did you burn out? Was it easy? Uh, that's Was that one, yes. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, I mean like, let's let's bring that down to earth a little bit. That 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 this process that you've developed came out of necessity, not from a place of I just get it and you don't. Because I think that that's how sometimes when we give people processes or we tell people that it can be a certain way, there's this feeling from the receiver feeling like, oh well, it must have been easy for them, and it's not easy for me. So, can you talk just a little bit about about how you developed this process around around how you how you're able to accomplish so much? Yeah, no, absolutely, and thank you for asking that because it's true. Sometimes we feel like for other people, it's just so easy that once you teach something or learn something, it's not it's not going to feel the same for you. So for me, I absolutely burn out. I was, as I said, studying for these two degrees, working three part time jobs really a lot of pressure on these law firms learning Chinese, which is not an easy language, of course. And and I was that kind of person that always was competing, not only to others, but competing with myself. Like I needed to graduate top of my class. That was one of the biggest goals that I had. And I did from both degrees. So you can imagine all the pressure that I had imposed myself. So I, I reached burnout and I could feel it in my shoulders. I I was being drained, even the time with my family, I started noticing some difference in there. But then when I started implementing more of that balance, because I knew I was good at time management, like I really dove deep into all the books that I've read, courses. I, I, I'm a, how can I say it? 
is this self-development junkie. Uh-huh. <laughs> I really love learning everything that You're I can. You're in good and- company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it's the best, uh, it's the best way for us to, to grow. So I tap into that time management in order for me to do the things that I wanted, playing around with my calendar, time blocking here and there. I even use before Google Calendar, I was using an Excel, like playing with absolutely everything that I could to, to see it visually and to keep myself accountable. But then when I start implementing more of that balance, taking care of myself, implementing more rest, um, for example, meditating more, journaling, really start getting more into, as you say, <laughs> this hippie also version of me, tapping more into that. I, I realized that I could absolutely be as productive and even more when I was taking care of myself and having that balance that when I was just going all in after it. So for seeing both sides of the coin and the other picture, when I started implementing more this balance, I was studying for two masters now <laughs> and also working on three part-time jobs. One of them was a criminal law professor, the other one project manager and building my own business. So at this point, I was doing more that was, for me, even more important, but I was spending more time with my family. I was taking more uh, care of myself. So at this point, I didn't reach that burnout point. So I've, I've lived both, and I know what's possible, that I made it through it, and I've seen my clients working through it. So it's not something that it just came easy to me. Absolutely not. So what are the what are the major shifts like cuz cuz what were the 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 thesis here the the, <laughs> the what we're presenting to you is that that you don't have to be going all the time in order to succeed but what do you have to do what are the priorities if the if the priority right now is somebody who is sitting down, maybe they have a limited amount of time because with COVID and the schools and all the things that have happened over the last couple of years, um, and then things happen, kids get sick, things happen, like all all these things, your kid gets sick now and they have to stay home for two weeks or something. You know, all of these things are just crazy where our time isn't our time anymore. So what do you say to somebody who's sitting there saying, I only have a limited amount of time. I have so much to do. I'm trying to grow. I'm also trying to do all the things that just keep the lights on and, you know, maintaining what I have, how do you create space for growth? How do you, where do you start with that process? What are the priorities there? I mean, you're saying the keyword in here and it's priority because sometimes what we've been thought or what we normally do is having an endless to-do list. So it's all the things that I should be doing today, even if it is 50 things and you only have this I don't know, 16 hours a day because you also want to sleep. That's one of the biggest things that I I really want to make sure everybody understands. You need to sleep. Like I'm not sleeping less than eight hours per day. And that has been the way I've done it since I started. Um, yeah, since I started college. Like I never sacrifice sleep because I know that's one of the biggest priority in order for me to achieve more during the day. So that's one of the things, like not having this endless to-do list and instead, instead switching it for a priority list. So let's say you truly have to do these 50 things, but you can start playing around with your week and saying, okay, I can batch the the different tasks that are similar and work on them on Monday, then batch another kind of task and doing it on Tuesday. And that way it also allows you to get less distracted, not multitasking so much, 
because every time you switch tasks, it's a huge waste of time. So for me, having very clear what are your priorities and saying if taking care of my kid is one of them, absolutely. I need to be there. I need to do the things. And then the other thing, if you want to grow, you need to put the time for it. Let's say I love morning routines. It doesn't have to be one hour or waking up at 5 a.m. By doing very small shifts, you can start taking care of yourself in the morning or at night in a way that you're prioritizing yourself. So for me, that's that's the biggest shift you need to start doing. It's not only thinking about how many things can I do in a day, but what are those three, four things that are really going to create that change? How, how do you look at that? Because I have my own thoughts on the on the making time for yourself, meditating, journaling, all, all of that. What is your take on that? Why should somebody add that into their routine? Why should it be part of what they're doing? Well, basically, because you cannot just give from an empty cup. Every time you try to help somebody else, every time you try to do something, even if it is for your business or for your family, or if you're on a company for, for your employee or whatever it is, you cannot do it if you're not completely full, let's say. So let's imagine you're starting the day on a rush, like feeling like, oh, I need to deliver this. I need to go there. It's it's almost the time that I need to get uh, into my into my job, into my office. And you're already draining yourself just because of that rush, because of that hurry. But when you start your day by really sitting down and say, okay, what are the things that truly matters to me? What are those things that I'm grateful for? Let me just sit down for five minutes. I'm seriously, I, my morning routine, it's less than 20 minutes every single day. And it completely shifts your mindset. It completely shifts your mood. And what you really want to start doing is embracing the feeling that you can be good with yourself. Because sometimes we just put everybody else in front of us, always ourselves come to the bottom of the list. And yeah, at the bottom of that endless to-do list when it should be your number one priority. So spending 10, 20 minutes, whatever you have in the morning, just start waking up a little bit earlier. And that way, by prioritizing yourself, you'll be able to help everybody else and you'll feel great about everything you're doing. Because if not, you leave yourself by the end of the day, you never have time for you. And then you feel like, oh, now I need to do all over it tomorrow. But when you really start implementing that morning routine, even if it is small, you feel good about the start of the day and you have a completely different way of seeing things. Yeah. And I'd like to just kind of illustrate that point. So for, for, for you listening, um, I want you to think about a time where you you knew something was going to happen. Maybe you woke up and you're like, I know that we're leaving for a trip. And you've already envisioned how that trip is going to go. And you're super excited about it. And you're like, oh my God, I know like I'm going to wear this dress to this dinner and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. It's going to be so amazing. And you wake up that morning and it's like you float out the door because you're so excited, because you're so invested in it, because it just, it, it changed the way that you showed up all day that day. You know, your flight could be delayed and you're like, okay, but it's not going to dampen it because I know that what it's going to be like when I get there. And it's just, you're, you're able to, you're able to let the, the, the feeling carry you because you had this story already in your mind that it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great thing. I'm in store for great things. Or when you just knew something was going to work 
And now look at it the other way. Where did you ever see that it didn't, where, where you've decided it wasn't going to work, where you decided that it wasn't going to be a great day, where you've decided that it isn't going to, maybe it's the last day of the month and you're not hitting your numbers and you're just like, well, I guess it'll just have to be next month. To me, that's that's kind of what you're talking about is by spending time on yourself and by focusing on what you're grateful for, by focusing on you for a moment, it does a number of things. One, you're 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 giving that to yourself. It's a lovely gift. You're changing your energy because you're focusing not on what was automatically programmed in your mind of whatever happened yesterday, you continued. And you just allowed it to continue and mess up your next day. You're you're making a choice. You're being intentional about that day, about how you're going to show up and who you're going to be that day, which is more powerful than I think people give credit get that credit for. And and the other thing about that is if you just thinking about your subconscious, if you want more clients, if you want to be able to take on more, if you want this these big dreams. If you can't even make 20 minutes for yourself in the morning, do you really believe that you can make big things happen? It sounds like you're, if you can't find 20 minutes, then how are you going to find all the time that it's going to take for you to service all those other clients? Where, how are you going to be able to do that? Literally your energy, your container doesn't feel like it can hold that. It won't call it in. You will sabotage every opportunity you have. And you're going to wonder why it's not working. You're going to wonder why all the things you're doing are not working. So I, I, I love that that's part of it, that, that you being on your to-do list is an important thing, even in your, this is your productivity, like you're, you're, you're a productivity master. That is what you do. And that's, it, it isn't just about doing all the things that are on the to-do list. It's you first. That's the thing you do every day. Absolutely. Yeah, for me, that's that's a non-negotiable. Is something even when I'm traveling, even if it doesn't matter at what time do I wake up, it's it's at least those 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes for myself because it it just fills my cup and it creates everything that you just said. It's the mindset. It's absolutely everything that you will be attracting during your, during your, during your day. And now the, the logistics of it, when we're, when we're choosing the priorities, when we're, do you go into that in the book at all that like we're in your process of how are we choosing the priorities? How are we deciding what is the thing that gets time and how much are we breaking up? So I'm breaking up my week. I'm looking at my time that I do have. How am I, how am I handling something like a day getting knocked out? Cause my kid is home and now I, I, I don't have the time to work that I thought I would. How do you how do you roll with the punches? And I guess that's where your priorities come in. But how are you choosing that? And how are you dealing with things like that? Yeah, well, the first thing is I always like to plan uh, a week ahead. Let's say I really like to see one week at a time, obviously having the big picture of the month, the three months. Like I like seeing the whole thing, but focusing one week at a time. And then if something happens, it starts switching things around. So for example, uh, last week, I was supposed to arrive home last week, but I just extended my trip from two weeks to three weeks. So obviously my, my schedule changed. I needed to ad- adapt. I needed to adjust. But what normally happens is when I see one week at a time, it allows me to have flexibility and saying, no, if it's already too booked out, I know it's not possible for me to, for example, um, 
just make sure if my kids, it's not at home. I, I don't have kids, but just following your example. If my kids are not at home, it's at home, then if I'm already booked out, it's really hard for you to switch things around. What I do uh, when I plan is to start establishing these blank spaces that I on purpose keep them in blank. So I can just switch things around and saying, okay, people get sick also. Like it doesn't have to be your kid. It's yourself too. So I, I'm very conscious about that. And I just try to just put everything in a way that I still have plenty of free time for me to play around. And one of the things I always share with my clients is not only think about prioritizing according to the deadlines or the time a task might consume you, but also your energy is really important. It's not the same putting a priority by the end of the day when you know your energy is not high enough than putting it on your prime time and saying, no, this thing really consumes a lot of my energy. Let's make mm -hmm. sure I do it when I have the most of it. After your morning routine or after doing something you really love, something you enjoy, because that's when you're going to get the best results. So not only thinking about that the, the deadline. And can you talk about your process of, of writing your book? Because I think that's an interesting one. That's obviously that's something that's on a lot of people's, you know, wish list. They want to see, you know, they want to see their ideas in print. They want to put it out there. They want to go through I think a lot of people want to go through the process of organizing those thoughts, having their process out there and and really having that tangible asset. So to go from that to because it's a very creative process. So there's both this business aspect to it, and it's a lot like writing content, but there's such a, there's this bigger picture. It can't just be, oh, I had this idea and I put it out there. It's, there's, there's this, there's this outline that you're sticking to. There's this process that you're sticking to. Did you write every day? Were you, was that something to get into and be able to sustain the creative output that you needed to do? How long did it take you to write the book? That's a question that I have for you. And then, and then what was that process like? How did you get it done in the period of time that you did it? How did you approach something like a big task like that? Uh, well, so many questions and I love that. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Lots no, no. Of questions. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I mean, I'm really happy about how everything turned out with my book. And to be honest, it took me three months to write it and then about two months and a half to publishing it, like after editing, formatting and publishing it. So let's say five and a half months to from beginning to an end. And everything started with my mentor, uh, Rebecca Cafiero. She mm -hmm. has this publishing school where I, I really follow the whole process. Like she has made over over 11 bestseller authors mm. by, by now. So I was like, okay, you know what you're doing. Let me just <laughs> grab that knowledge. But the thing is, I don't really wrote every single day because sometimes you're not that creative enough. Mm. So for those days that I knew that there was nothing else that will come out, what I uh, started doing was revising what I already um, have written. So it was like, okay, this is the line that I'm following. This is the what I really want other people to understand. So what's the next step? So I started thinking about that. But every single day I did something for the book, even if it did not, even if it wasn't the writing itself, um, gathering content, seeing what are those things that what was missing on why I already have put in there. And for me, for example, one of the best advice that I could give anybody uh, who's trying to to build their own book, to write their own book, 
first look for someone who knows mm -hmm. uh, as I did um, what they're doing and what are the steps so you can follow a, an already structured plan, but also get to know yourself. Because for me, I knew that the best time for me to write was in the morning, but the time that I was the most creative was at night. So mm -hmm. I always kept my notebook by, by my bed. And every time that I get an idea, it was just a brain jump of what I wanted. And then in the morning, I sit down calmly and start writing the ideas on the right order. That's how I am too. In the morning, I have I have all this this energy, but I'm most creative at night. Like where it's almost like when my brain knows that it's going to be turning off. It's exactly. like it, it's like it in the impending relaxation that's coming. It's like my brain starts to relax, knowing it's going to relax soon. <laughs> and like it's really after my kid goes to bed, when I know like nobody's going to call my name. Well, not guaranteed, but. Chances are the least amount of time that that that's when I can relax. Um, and the weekend, the weekends are big for me. I'm really creative on the weekend because I don't feel like there's not going to be clients. There's not going to be, I don't, I'm not, my, my family needs me, but like if my husband takes my son out for a little while, I can get so much done in the two hours that he takes him to the park. I can get done then what would take me all day during the week and maybe you're on another mindset it. you're on another mood completely yeah i it's like i give myself permission like i can turn the phone off i don't have to look at it i don't have to be looking at email i don't even have to have any of that open I, like, nothing is happening and it's such and it just shows that it's it is the relaxation that allows the creativity to come through it's getting in that relaxed state that is the most important thing is that's, that's the, that's the primer. That's the foreplay for creative work is to yeah. get yourself into a, into a relaxed, calm state where your brain is like, okay, now we can play in the, in the squishier space in the things like, we don't have to think about getting anything done. No emergencies coming. How can we create that? How can we create that feeling of safety? Um, the other thing that I, I wanted to ask you I'm going to keep using the book as an example, just because it's such a big project. It's such a big undertaking and it's both creative and has real strategic elements to it. So there's kind of that left brain, right brain coming together for something like that, that do you protect your time around it? Did you make sure that there was time before where you were giving yourself that time to relax? Were you doing that kind of after your morning routine was when you gave yourself that time to write? Is that... Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it was blocking not only the time that I will spend writing, but as you say, putting myself into the mood after my morning routine, after just not paying attention to anything else. It was really that time blocked. And not only for the preparation for the writing, but also then how I felt about that. Really start thinking about, is this what I want to put out there? Is it going to our next book? Or <laughs> Because right. you're not really... Uh, on charge, like in charge of everything that comes to your mind. So you're not driving that that car, let's say, mm. because I got a lot of ideas that I didn't want to put on this book, for example. <laughs> so I got creative, but it was not for this time. So I needed to make sure not to overwhelm people while writing. So I took myself that time at the end of the writing of saying, okay, is this for this or is it for another time? 
And that way you also allow yourself that that time for, for revising. And this also works when you're planning your day, your week, always revising and making sure it still makes sense for you to do that thing. It's one of the best things that you can do. Not only just following a plan because you made it the last night, the night before, but actually waking up and saying, does this still make sense for me? Mm-hmm. Is it still aligned with what I'm doing, with what I'm building? So the same happened with the book. Yeah. And just, just on that, on that point that planning the night before checking in with it in the morning, does this still feel right for me? It doesn't make that, that night before process less effective because the whole point, at least for me, and and tell me if you think differently about it, but it's getting those thoughts out of my head. So I can go to bed that night, not thinking about what am I going to do tomorrow? Like that's done. I have just, I have just stopped that circling train in my head of thought of what am I going to do tomorrow? What, 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 what is it going to be? Is it, am I going to do this? How am I going to write that? Am I going to, no, I, I, I've decided what I am doing and what I'm not doing. I've put that down and we allow our brains to relax then. And again, that should be like, I think that that's kind of the, the invisible priority always is to kind of create that relaxed state in ourselves. And what I keep hearing from you, what I keep getting um, is this this feeling of like there's there's always this slowing down. Yes. There's always this slowing down. There's always this like, okay, now we're gonna we're gonna dive in, but first, let's is this right? Is this still that? L- let me make sure I'm not overwhelming people. Let me take a moment to kind of come back and come back to that higher level view, that bird's eye view, and then come down into the detail rather than just. Detail, 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 which that seems like kind of the whole theme of getting out of that go, go, go in order to produce more. Yeah, I mean, for the go, 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 you always want to do it all and do it perfectly and just keep doing more, more, more. And as you say, paying attention to every single detail. When I say I have this big goal in mind and I plan it monthly, quarterly, yearly, but then go back down into a week because that way it's more handable. Like you can absolutely work easier on a week that uh, on the big picture, it's not getting lost on absolutely everything you need to do and absolutely everything that's, that's outside. So for me, just that slowing down and having breaks, it's really, really important because people feel like if they take a break, it's, it's a waste of time. It's something that, no, if I'm not producing, if I'm not doing this, then um, I'm wasting my time. And it's completely the opposite because how many times have you worked eight hours straight and you're like, I cannot do absolutely anything by the fourth hour, mm-hmm. like not even at the eight hour, but at the fourth hour. So our brains need a break. Our body needs a break. We are spending so much time sitting down that it's just a matter of stretching out, going for a walk drink water. Like I have my glass in here <laughs> every time that I can, I'm, I'm drinking some water. And it's that, it's that resting, those breaks that will allow you to keep doing the things in a more focused way. If you're just on the go, 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 you never stop to think if what you're doing makes sense, if what you're doing, it's not making any sense anymore, or just taking the time to feel how you're feeling. Because that's, that's very important. So for example, one of the things I always do when I'm getting into a call, obviously it's not booking out myself. I have at least 15 minutes in between calls. But 
after having that break, I know I want to give 100% on the next call. So I play a um, really great song and I'm like, okay, now I'm in the mood. Let me get into it. It's always recharging your energy. It's always recharging yourself after that break because it's it's needed. Our body needs it. We, our brain needs it. And, and once you start seeing the results, it's like, okay, I was wasting a lot of time by not taking breaks. Yeah, well, it's it's leaking energy. You're leaking energy into something that into into the doing, and you're you're not thinking. It's almost like feeling like anybody could show up to work that day, but no, we want to show up as our best selves, not because that sounds good, but because that's how you get the best output. Like, would you rather have something done right, or do you want to come back to it three, four, five, six, seven times because you you didn't get there? You didn't, you didn't make it like it's, you can't go to the gym and every day's leg day. It's you're going to be, you're going to be burnt out. You're going to like, you're going to be disproportioned. You're not going to be, you're, you're losing the big picture and you're not healthier for it. Um, so it's, it's having this well-rounded perspective and having a plan, having a strategy around it, make sure that you're only working on the things that matter and not pushing energy into something just because someone told you that you should. Just because if that's what everybody else is doing, it's no, is this right for me? Is this in alignment with our goals? Yeah, no, absolutely. One of the things that I really have to switch in my mind, that one of the biggest mindset uh, shift that I had is redefining what success meant for me, what success looked like or what is good enough look like. And if I'm doing my best, so one of the things I always say is, your best will look like uh, will look different every single time, every single day. It will look different, and that's okay. We are human beings. We are not computers, and even computers doesn't work the same way every single day. So just try to do your best, knowing that it's not going to be the same every single day. For sure, for sure. No, and I I love this conversation. I love everything that you shared. Your whole way about you, like you 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 give this vibe off of like it's possible. <laughs> it is possible. It is because it's it, there's a very um super ambitious goals and and vision with very practical applications which is kind of the name of the game on this show. So I thank you for sharing all of this with everybody. I thank you for coming on the show and tell everybody where they can stay in touch with you, where can they learn more about you, where can they get your book. Tell tell everybody all the things. Yeah, no, absolutely. First of all, thank you for having me here. It was really a pleasure. Hope everybody listening uh, has enjoyed as much as much as I did. And you can absolutely reach out to me on Facebook groups. I have a Facebook group, so you can go in there, Productivity and Balance for Female Entrepreneurs. And also you can find my book everywhere in Amazon. So it's worthwhile. It doesn't matter where you are, you can find it. It's From Burnout to Unstoppable, a guide to becoming your most productive and balanced self. And if you want to say hi, like you can drop me a message on, on Instagram and saying, hey, I got the book or I listened to the episode. I really love connecting with like-minded entrepreneurs and business owners, and especially female entrepreneurs. Like it's really that uh, what I'm passionate about. And I just can't wait to say hi to all of you. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's definitely a club that I, I I'm a, I'm proud to be a part of. Um, yeah, and if you listen to this episode, if you buy her book, please snap a little snapshot of it, put it up in your stories, tag Alejandra and myself, um, and we will certainly share it around with our group and our our community. So, thank you so much, Alejandra. Thank you for this conversation. Thank you, thank you. for the listener who's here till the end. Thank you for being part of this conversation, for being here with us, for your energy, for your support, for always supporting the show. We appreciate you. And remember, you are only limited by the limitations that you accept. And when you stop accepting those limitations, that is when you become limitless. So go out there and be limitless, everyone. I will see you on the next episode. If you loved this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you want to stay in touch with us, we would love to have you as a part of our Facebook community, Practical Manifestors. It's a community for process-driven women looking for clear and actionable steps to embodying a life of wealth and alignment. Join us at Practical Manifestors in Facebook or go to www.innerceogroup.com.